up world. It's your past first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond, and you are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. In today's episode, you're going to hear from Yusuf Nurkic, and we're going to talk about Nurk's first meeting with the media all season long. He returned to practice on Monday and spoke with media members for over 10 minutes about what it's like to be back, his process, his mindset, all those things. So that's what we'll do in the first two segments. We'll talk about Yusuf Nurkic. Then I want to close the show talking about the Blazers giving you one last shot at hope. They've dangled the carrot in front of you a lot of times. They're going to do it one more time this week. And if they win, they'll do it in the future too. But let's start talking about Yusuf Nurkic. He's the story of the day, the story of the year, certainly the story of the week. Uh, This audio is a little bit late. Yusuf returned to practice on Monday, but the way... uh, the recording schedule worked. I didn't get this to you till Wednesday's show. So you might have heard the stories. You might have read some stories. Yusuf Nurkic coming back. You might have seen a couple clips if you're someone who's on social media. But I think uh, listening to his extended comments, you might hear a little bit more than uh, the stories and the brief little Twitter clips and uh, Instagram clips give you. And I, I think it's I think it's pretty interesting in his discussion of what it's like to be back. So what I want to play you here now is Yusuf talking at the Blazers practice facility uh, just about what it's like to come back, his mindset as he returns to the court, and uh, what's next for him as he makes his way back. He's going to play Sunday when the Blazers host the Houston Rockets, but before that, he's going to go on Wednesday, on the day you're listening to this very podcast, he's going to go down to Santa Cruz and practice with the G League Warriors, the C-dubs as they're known, the Santa Cruz Warriors. So he talks a little bit about that and uh, sort of where he's at in his final stages of his rehab process. Take a listen. It's tough, man. There's so much going on in my head. It's just been like looking forward for a long time. I want to cry, but I'm not going to cry. There's just so much going on. As far as I know, I'll be like out there. My number's going to call out again and just be ready to compete. Obviously, it's been 11 months, almost a year. But um, I ain't changed. The ball the same. Bat, the hoops are the same. You know, the floor, hopefully, they didn't change. You know, But... um. To me, just I'm super excited, but you know, the, my energy, I, I, I got to control my emotions. And um, but uh, I'm gonna just get off the chest and just play the game. Talk about those emotions is, and you know, you're talking about crying. Is it because of the the road you've gone through, or it's more about fans, like the the what I expecting, the what people talking, and, and how much I have a positive vibes mostly. From the from fame base and uh, and Reap City as a as a, as a as a city, it just means a lot to me. So I feel the most is going to be the hardest time. Or the hardest part would be just the 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 when they announce my name to be you know to get off the bench to the floor. So that's going to be probably the hardest part. But uh, I feel like when the when the tip off, feel a bit of pressure lower. So. Much do everything, or how do you feel out there? Yeah, I mean, I can do pretty much whatever. 
But um, I'm, I have a plan. One more checkout or checkpoint for me. I'm going to go to the G League practice on, uh, on 11. I'm going to go to the Santa Cruz to see Santa Cruz. Yes. And um, that's my last stop before I say finally yes. But uh, I don't see the issue. And uh, as far as uh, my motion and uh, sports rhythm going to be important, but uh, you know the main restriction going to help. You know, kind of keep fresh. But uh, you know, I expect him to play. What's the thinking going to Santa Cruz just because they'll do more up and down court stuff? Or? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we have no reps, and uh, when you have no reps, it's hard. It's such a long period. You know, you can't feel right, but uh, you know, game style, game speed is different. And for me, like to go out there and know it's going to be different. I just want to get as close as possible to kind of feel that way. So I feel like those, the one practice I'm going to get there, and hopefully, you know, that's going to be the closest to the game. Did you go up and down today full court at all? We did, but you know, we have you know small group of guys who can contribute. So. Um, is it's you know help better than nothing, but uh, I still feel it's important, and um, you know, with uh, my agent and organization, we decide that's the best way. So just to practice, why not do a G League game? G League game? You want me to play a G League game? Why not? Come on. No. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, fucking. No, I respect the guys there, but the, to play the G League game just doesn't make sense. You know? okay. Being long, being hurt here to play the G League game before NBA game, but I do want to feel the, the, you know, the guys, the reps, the practice, you know, it's fundamentals, you know, to see how how it look up. But um, I feel everything going right, right direction, you know, capturing obviously a little bit setback, but it's normal. Like previous players had injuries, same. So I just too big, too strong to kind of mess around, come before and do it again. So. I've been pleased how everything went, but uh, it's more about how I feel when I'm doing on the floor stuff. Cap strain, was that something you woke up with, or was it something that you could feel like when you jumped? I woke up. I, I practiced. Yeah. I do the motion on the practice and it happened, so I don't know how many players did woke up with a with a torn or or, or a calf strain, but um, then it happened to me. You know, I work every day, no day offs, so try to put my position, put myself in position to be the best player I could in, 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 a, in a situation that what I am right now. But, um, you know, I'm, it's almost over. So for me, it's a celebration, but at the same time, I got to be smart. So. I think it'll take a little bit of time to get your, aside from conditioning, just your basketball rhythm back? I, I feel, yeah, in some certain ways. But um, at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of, ways I can impact the game. It doesn't have to be just a scoring spot. So I feel that I'm going to be okay with that, especially the the minutes I'm going to play first couple of games. But uh, I still feel like I can do a lot of out there we don't have right now. Do you have an idea how many minutes you'll play those first couple games? I'm not sure. I believe it's a, it's a first quarter. First quarter? Yeah, I believe. So we'll see. That's a plan. Do you feel when you're out there, are you thinking about your leg at all, or do you feel like you're, you can go out there and not think about anything? I think about the leg is is past. I didn't have a leg problem since four weeks. I started walking, so for the fire spider leg, it was just like what X-ray says, how I you know it's it's healed or not. 
but it's all about other things. Like when you didn't play for a long time, it's always popping something else on the practice, like shoulders or hands or calf strain, feet, like all the, all the stuff need to get used to again. Bumping, playing in a post and, and running and fell down and all the stuff you got to go through because the way I play and um, the way it's just the basketball is so much contact in certain ways and you just need to go through that. So I feel like I've been through a lot, but I feel it's important to go the one more stop and, and see how that goes. I'd say overall I'm pretty impressed with Nurkic's sort of patience in this process. Obviously, he really wants to play, and I think the setback with the calf injury in January probably delayed this a little bit. Uh, I don't think he was going to come back much earlier than this, but certainly he's a week or so behind, I think, what would have been reasonable if you if you were thinking early March was the, was the uh, date we had heard at the beginning of the season, that mid-March is certainly a little bit different. In the second segment, I want to talk a little bit more about Nurk. I want to share my thoughts. And he had another comment that I found really interesting, sort of about what his time away was like. So we'll, so we'll talk about more Nurk there. But I'm, I'm glad you got to hear his comments first. But before we get to the second segment, let me tell you about one of the ultimate life hacks. It's hard to find time to sit down and read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development But there's an incredible app that solves this problem. It's called Blinklist. Blinklist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinklist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people, like business leaders, are well-known for reading a lot of books, Blinklist is made for the busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinklist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute or your lunch break or while you exercise. 12 million people are using Blinklist right now and it has a massive growing library from self-help to business, health, history, Blinklist has the latest titles from the bestseller list, as well as classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had time to. With Blinklist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinklist has a special offer just for my audience. Go to Blinklist.com slash NBA and try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinklist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinklist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinklist.com slash NBA. Right. So we talked Yusuf Nurkic a little bit in the first segment. Really, Yusuf Nurkic talked and you listened. I thought it was important to get uh, a good chunk of that interview. He hasn't spoken to the media all year. We just haven't heard from him. Obviously, he's done interviews with a handful of writers. And by handful, I mean literally two guys. Jason Quick of The Athletic and Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. It's the two dudes he's talked to all year long. So hearing him in a in a media scrum, actually kind of describe what he's going through, describe what he's capable of doing. 
and also just hearing him talk about what the fans mean to him, what the city, what what the sort of reaction from fans has meant to him. I think um, I think that's more telling than sort of um, hearing the audio, hearing him say it, and getting the emotion in his voice. More telling than what you can read in the quote. So I wanted to play that big chunk. Um, sorry if uh, if six minutes of Nurk was too much for you. And here's some news: I got more Nurk coming because I think. Maybe even the most interesting quotes uh, were later in the interview, so I saved them, cut them out here for a little bit for you. But before I tell you about those, uh, let me just give you a little image of what happened today and and the arena. Uh, The Blazers played the Phoenix Suns. They won the game. Their season is still alive. We'll talk about that in the third segment. But prior to the game, Yusuf Nurkic for the second straight home game was out on the court warming up. Only this time on Tuesday? I kid you not, folks. He was wearing his full jersey. So when guys like warm up for NBA games, they 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 get in workout clothes. Um, they'll wear you know team issued stuff because uh, those are the rules, and they just have a bunch of team issued workout gear. Um, that's what's available to them. But Nurk was in his full jersey, his his red throwback number twenty seven, the jersey matching the jersey that his team was going to wear later that night. This dude really, really, really wants to play. And he's going to play Sunday. And it's it'll have been nearly a full year since he was on the court. He was injured March 25th in overtime against the Brooklyn Nets. A game and a date that I will remember probably for a really long time. And assuming that I'm in attendance on Sunday and something weird doesn't happen with the league, we're certainly at a stage where it could, I think Yusuf Nurkic's return will be really memorable. But what I want to play for you now is what Yusuf was asked why he chose to come back. First, he was asked why Sunday. I, I took that part out because it's not interesting. But he was asked why he wanted to come out, why he wanted to return at all. And then he was asked what he learned during his long stay on the bench. And I think this next clip I'm going to play for you is really interesting insight into sort of Nurkic's both process and getting back out on the court and what he took away from a really extended run on the sidelines it was never the case i'm not going to come back like no matter what's going on this season um i never have my mind locked up like i'm not going to come this season the only way i was thinking that it was like if my injury was not good like if my injury was bothering me or i couldn't run or couldn't jump or it was not safe out for me then i would skip like but if I was 100% and I feel good, I'm definitely coming. So it was, it was away from the public because I try to keep a peaceful mind and just focus on myself. And, you know, even players, I feel they didn't see a lot of practice with me. So I came here first, 7 a.m. And I'm with everything pretty much done before they came. So even if you ask players, Dame or anybody, they didn't know what I do. So I try to really lock my, you know, mind and, and body. Try to be sharp as I can and um, and have a goal to come back. And I feel pretty close. You were on a lot of road trips with the team. You were always out there in the timeout with the coaches. I mean, how important was it for you to sort of stay involved in those ways? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like the, the experience I got, you know, with the coach and the huddle and see what they're going through, how they see situations and. It, <laughs> You know, I you know I respect them before, but I feel like now I have even more respect for them as far as what they're going through, how what they deal with, you know, and how they approach things. And 
you know, that's a different side I didn't know as far as I've been injured before, but I've never been close um, to see what coaching try to do and what they focus on. But um, it was it was good to see the different side, especially because they want me on a trip. And, and um, as, as far as rehab, you want to do what is the best for, for the rehab, right? So I feel like it's important to be with the team and, the, and they feel you there as a present. And... Um, is almost like veteran guy out there. So I feel like it was important for both sides to be out there, kind of try to, even the spirit, try to kind of push teams with the, with the, with the energy. Coach said you would you would suggest plays for them to run sometimes. Did, did he run some of those? Yeah, but the funny part was, like, I think the funniest story, <laughs> he said, well, you want to run, Nurk? So I, I don't know, I said the play, he said, uh, no, because we don't know that. So, <laughs> so it was, it was really like the way injury, the way whole season going. We couldn't practice, and, and that's kind of even made hard on myself. And um, so I understand their point. Like, it's been a difficult season for everybody, and I feel like frustration for everybody. I was surprised last night. I feel, I mean, last game, I feel like I was expecting booze, like from the, from the, from the, just me, maybe nobody else, but from the fans. You know, we was down, whatever. But they never quit on us, and that's that's a, you know I never see. I've been in a lot of arenas. I didn't see that often, so I feel that how much they they love this team and what they try to do. So Nurk was always coming back, and now you get to see him Sunday against the Rockets after a day with the Santa Cruz Warriors. Uh, he. He'll get one practice in. Uh, I think there's a chance the Blazers will practice at, like, to some extent on Saturday. But uh, just to be clear, the reason that you would he would go to Santa Cruz is because the 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 G League Warriors will get in like a way more serious practice than what the Blazers will do at this stage because the Blazers are somehow, some way, still in the thick of the playoff hunt and. While Nurkic's return on Sunday will be important regardless of the situation, uh, just by virtue of him being back on the court, it's going to be a big deal. It doesn't really matter where the Blazers are in the standings. This, it, it, In a lot of ways, it'll be about him and not the team, even though it'll be about the team, right? But there's a chance that it could be more meaningful. And the only way the Blazers can do that is if they win on Thursday. So that's what I want to talk about to close the show. The Blazers have a chance to give you one last shot at being hopeful. So come back uh, for the third segment. Talk about hope. All right. Still a pass first point guard. Still locked on Blazers. I'm still Mike Richmond talked a lot about Yusuf Nurkic in the first two segments. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the the team that's waiting for Nurk to get back Sunday. He's not going to be there Wednesday. He'll be in, he'll be down in Santa Cruz with the G League team, Golden State's G League team. Uh, the Blazers aren't going to have a practice on Wednesday, so it's probably the other reason that the that Nurk and his agent uh, Rich Paul of Clutch Sports and the the team decided that he'll go down there. He's heading down there with Gennaro Pargo, Blazers assistant coach. Um, He'll he'll get some work in while the Blazers rest up because Thursday against the Memphis Grizzlies is the most important game of the Blazers' season. There's no, no other way around it. It's the most important game of the Blazers' season. If they lose, it's over. 
the season is over. The playoff push is over. A loss to the Memphis Grizzlies would, A, give the Memphis Grizzlies the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Portland Trailblazers, B, put the Trailblazers five and a half games back of Memphis with 15 remaining. That would basically mean the Blazers would have to go about 13 and 2 at the worst. The worst, probably 13 and 2 to make the playoffs. They're not doing that. You've watched them enough this year to know that's not going to happen. It either happens on Thursday and they win and they keep hope alive with one more home game remaining against Memphis. Or it ends. It's the most important game of the year. And look, I've sold a lot of hope in midweek episodes on this podcast. Mostly because I want to... It's so natural for me to find that negativity. And like this Blazers season is not going to... Is going to end with unhappiness, I would assume. Like it's going to... Kind of even regardless if they make the playoffs. I, I think that, that this will feel like a lost season. So I want to sell hope in the middle of the week. Because they have given you a chance to hope. After an incredible face plant against the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. And then maybe their worst game of the season against the Sacramento Kings. I don't think it was their absolute worst game of the season in terms of the way they played. But considering what it meant for the standings, where they were, what they had just done the night before, all those things. I think I think that was one of their worst performances of the season. Uh, it's it was in the running for worst performance of the season. It's it's at best it is you know their third worst game of the year, um, but they got they took a day off Sunday like a real life day off. They got a practice in Monday in which Nurk participated a little bit. They didn't sounds like from what Nurk said they didn't really do much in practice, but they did a little bit. Got focused, beat the Suns. Uh, Pretty balanced game. Starters did what they do. Five of them scored around 20 points. Blazers didn't get much off the bench. They beat a Suns team that isn't very good, but that's what they need to do. And they put themselves in this position to get a win over the Memphis Grizzlies, cut that deficit to two and a half games, and two and a half games with 15 left is no guarantee. But Terry Stott said after the game, and I think this is maybe not the most telling quote, but he just he said, we got to beat Memphis twice. We got him twice. We got to beat him twice. We need we got to beat him for the tiebreaker. We got to beat him to catch him. And that's it. That's the truth. There is no path forward for the Blazers to the playoffs with a loss on Thursday. There's certainly a, a chance for them to not make the playoffs if they win on Thursday, but there is no path forward with a loss on Thursday. Kind of feel like I'm covering politics with that line, but sorry. Uh, The other big thing here is that if the Blazers win on Thursday, the noise around what Yusuf Nurkic and eventually Zach Collins, who I think will return to the lineup at the end of March, he'll he'll be available for the last 10 or so games, is what I would assume. He told me maybe the beginning of March, end of February, that that 
middle mid to late March was very realistic. Um, we've hit mid March. I don't think that's very realistic, but I think two weeks from now, the end of March is is a real date. We could see Zach on the back on the floor. Obviously, Nurk back on the floor on uh, Sunday. Sounds like from the clip I played you in that first segment is that he's not going to play a bunch in the first three or so games. He's going to play just like one, probably one shift early in, early on. He suggests the first quarter. I would assume that's probably like a six-minute, seven-minute shift to give Hassan Whiteside a breather in the first half. Hassan goes out at the nine-minute mark of the first quarter. Nurk goes out at the nine-minute mark of the second quarter. He plays like two little three-minute shifts. That would be my guess is what we see from Nurk. But if they if the Blazers win Thursday, if they give if they if they seize this moment to give you hope and capitalize on it, that noise around when Nurk's back, bro, the when Nurk's back, bro noise that you've been hearing gets a lot louder. It makes this final 15 games maybe not super exciting because you know this roster, but it makes it a lot more interesting all of a sudden. It adds real life intrigue. The Nurk thing alone is going to add it'll be interesting but a win over the Grizzlies to keep this playoff dream afloat for the Blazers and the return of Yusuf Nurkic we could be looking at the most exciting three-day stretch for the Blazers all season long or certainly the most exciting three-game stretch from the from that time at the end of January when Damian Lode was the best player in the NBA that's it that's the hope a loss on Thursday means Friday's show is going to be a eulogy. We're going to talk about this Blazer season in the past tense. It means that the final 15 games with Nurk and eventually Zach Collins in tow are practices. They're scheduled, organized, structured practices for the 2020-2021 season. A win on Thursday means a whole show filled with hope and Nurk hype. And maybe some coronavirus talk, because that's where we're at right now in the world. The biggest game of the season, Thursday night against the Grizzlies. Get excited. Might be your last chance to do so. That's going to do it for this episode. Really appreciate you listening. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it where they already get podcasts. Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. We're there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.